right. Hi, folks. Welcome to Dink and Dunk, a sports podcast named after Matt Nagy's playbook from guys who kind of know sports, but will act like, you know, you're wrong if we ever have different opinions. We're going to give you some snackable 20-minute sports bits to listen to on that commute from your bed to your living room with mostly Chicago sports-centric content. I'm Jim. And I'm John. This podcast is brought to you by Highbrow Lowbrow, and odds are if you're listening to this podcast, you already know about them. If not, though, give them a peek on Instagram at highbrow underscore lowbrow underscore. First off, big news for my co-host Jim. He got married this past weekend. Thank you. It was one of those weird ones where was married technically, but had the whole vow renewal with more people. So thanks. That's the... uh, it's, we got we got to start out hot in the Chicago sports roundup. Well, we're just gonna di- we're just gonna dismiss my wedding just like that. That was my special yeah, no, time. Yeah, no, with okay. the Bears. The That's Bears fine. are next. All right. I did give him. I'm, I did give him a shout yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll get into it then. Uh, pretty much. I mean, so we're we just started uh, training camp, right? A rookie rookie camp. It's it's whatever. Like nobody shows up to. But apparently, they had a high turnout. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, I don't think anybody on the Bears is in a position to not show up to this stuff other than, I don't know, at this point, Khalil Mack, you know. Yeah. He needs to get healthy. Like, that's your $100 million man or whatever it is. I agree. Um, so, really, all we can talk about is what we've heard on Justin Fields. Um, I, I love talking about Justin yeah. Fields. I mean, this could be the whole whole show, but we won't do that to you guys. Um, I, have, I have one stat. So, out of 34 quarterbacks picked in the first round since 2010... 13 have started the season opener okay so you're saying Andy Dalton isn't the answer I don't think he's the answer but I mean the the odds are not in Fields favor so if I was a betting man you know maybe maybe I'd take Dalton maybe Dalton gets a job week one I uh you know <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm of the mindset that I feel like we gotta ease him in I don't know we when Mitch came in it was different just because like he didn't know how to throw the ball and they ran the ball like 82 times a game but like I don't know, like, just let the guy sit, you know. Statistically, Watch Andy it works. Dalton get his head ripped off, and then it'll be like... Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, Their uh, rookie receiver, Daz Newsom, did say that, you know, Fields has a good deep ball, which uh, Mitch Trubisky never had that. So, I mean, there's some positive stuff right there, too. Yeah, there was never, like, there was never buzz around Mitch that was, no. like... I feel like there were some writers that were like, we got to write positive things or else people will stop watching the Bears. But like the Justin Fields stuff all feels much more like real. I don't know. Like it feels yeah. honest. Yeah. You know, I was, I was looking back on a couple of like Mitch reports and when he first started, it was a lot of like, Mitch is a nice guy, you know, yeah. good smile. He's got a, he's Crappy got a car. Yeah. You know, family man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you actually get actual statistics with Justin Fields. So that's, that's promising. Plus I've seen this meme about 4 million times on Instagram, but they like to post that Justin Fields was smarter than Pat Mahomes in this test that they take during the combine. So I'm all for the Pat Mahomes comparisons again as a Bears quarterback. Keep them coming. Um, what do we have to lose at this point? Not much. Not much. Um, that's on the Bears. White Sox. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get right into that one. So we've already bashed Tony LaRusa a couple times, but... Uh, he just keeps giving us reasons. He is the gift that keeps giving. Uh, I think Tim Anderson said it best. He, he said, Tony's like the dad. We're like his kids. Uh, we're like the bad kids that don't listen, um, but we all get along, so we're just going to keep pushing. That's probably not what you want to hear. Basically, I don't respect this man. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's kind of like he's our manager, but we're just going to do what we want and hopefully keep winning. 
from all the stories that came out of this, and this story got just absolutely beat to shreds as far as news time, but I don't think I can't. There's a single player that came out and defended Larusa, was there? No. They're all just kind of like, I mean, hit hit a homer. I mean, like, his, players from other teams were just <laughs> like, yeah, dude hit a homer in a baseball game. Like, I mean, the. So Urban Mercedes is up to bat against a guy who's actually a non-pitcher. He had to come in late in the game. It was a 3-0 count. And, and this the, dude is chonk, by the way. Yeah. Urban or the pitcher? No, or, the pitcher. They're He's, both chonky yeah, then. Yeah, it <laughs> It's just a chonky they're duel. They're both French bulldogs. <laughs> mano y mano. And so, I mean, fastball right down the middle. You're going you're gonna to crunch it. You get paid on that, I feel like. No? Don't, uh, don't stats probably, matter? honestly. Yeah. So, the, anyways, Tony Larusa decides to go to the media with that, and it just blows up in his face. Even his former player Lance Lynn, who was like his one of his go-to guys on the Cardinals, was like, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of done with this guy." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I I maybe I don't listen to enough old man radio, but maybe there that's where they were defending Tony Larusa. Like, I, you know, I don't know. That's obsolete. Yeah. Kind of like Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another news: The Sox did just get swept by the Yankees. Yeah, that one kind of hurts. Yankees look good. Oh, that, right before that series, I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Who's gonna stop the Sox in the AL? Maybe the Yankees? I don't know. They, are they that good? Why do you gotta and, ask that? Yeah, and then just uh, all done. Positives: Vaughn, Andrew Vaughn looked good, hit a home run, and Rodon yeah, looks like fantastic. Him. I like him. I saw Andrew Vaughn. There's some stat where like he's top ten in ball velocity off of his bat. So analytics, that means the ball go fast. Ball go fast. Oh, God. Uh, yep. That ironically, we have the Cardinals up next, so we'll be playing Tony Russo's old team. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of just leave them on their bus once they take off back to St. Louis, and maybe we'll just get a new manager. My guess is Tony will go out for like a pitching change and be like, "All right, let's get back to it," and just walk back to the Cardinals <laughs> dugout and just like stand there and be like, "All right, let's go, let's go, Birds." Hey, where's the prices right? <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, Cubs. Couple, couple short things. They just, they just beat the Cardinals. Uh, they, they took two out of three games in their series. And then I think this is new, but Contreras took a ninety-nine mile per hour fastball to the wrist from Kimbrel. Owie. Uh, yeah, Contreras thought it was a curveball. It wasn't. So X-rays to come on that one. Hopefully he's okay. We'll move on here. Uh, Bulls. I uh, it's big off season. I mean, I feel like they're uh, this is where the uh, rubber hits the road. They, Lori Markinen's probably gone. Who, who really cares? He's you know, he just never really got over the hump, and here we are. Like, what is it? Four years in, and it's like he's the same exact player as he was as a rookie. And um, I don't feel like anyone's gonna pay that guy all that much money. So he, he I, may very well may be a bull again, but I mean. He wants to go to the Mavericks, which apparently have can work magic with. I don't know. I don't know if I go what nationality is, but you got like Finn, the, the the finishers. That they area, call. you have like Porzingis, Doncic, and then Markinen's like, well, I mean, those guys were pretty good, and they're on Dallas, so maybe I'll just go there. So I don't know. You know, I hope it works out for him. He's really not – he's kind of worthless on the Bulls right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Bulls are – if they can like get one of these like – Kyle Lowry's, Brad Beals, DeRozan, like if they can get like one of these guys, like they're not like the bad Bulls anymore. Like I don't, I don't know when they the Derrick Rose Bulls fell apart, but we haven't really been all that good since. And 
if we sign a guy like that, I, I feel like we're, you know, we're it could be like a sixth seed in the East. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. But I I guess I'll t- I'll take anything at this point from them. Um I know you mentioned Derrick Rose. There's actually a chance we sign him as our point guard. Is this first, as first reported by Dink and Dunker? This might be first reported and or an article I saw that what I I saw a couple articles about it. Oh yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> Uh, don't quote us on this, but I think it's kind Actually, of... do quote us on this. Okay, quote us on this. Um, there's been talk that he might come back to the Bulls, and he's actually he actually just had his most efficient year uh, on the Knicks. He's, I, it seems like he's kind of figured out a way to not do that. You know, He used to be so explosive and athletic, and now he's kind of toned it down and figured out a way to be an actual point guard and play a little smarter. So He looked like a stud yesterday with the Knicks yeah and the Bulls need a point guard I mean, what's not to like it's a win-win right it's, it's got a great happen. story I think he might love Tom Thibodeau though than he more more than he likes the the you know Jerry uh Reinsdorf yeah yeah well to be determined I guess but if you hear this Derek if you're listening <clears throat> we need you we want you back you'll probably get a Gatorade commercial <laughs> uh quickly Blackhawks there's really not much news because they're not in the playoffs uh, there is the NHL draft is in July. They have a three percent chance to get the number one pick, so not really. Um, we'll probably talk more on them as we get closer. Basically, they have a lot of needs on their team. Um, we'd love to have a solid defenseman. That's probably number one. Ooh, and that's all we have for the Blackhawks. Um, cool. Moving to the Shout Grand Pooba. The Grand Pooba. <laughs> the Bartman game. So let's dive into it. We dive in, you know, last, what, two weeks ago, we gave you something about the White Sox. This week, we give you the Bartman. The, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of people know what the Bartman game is, but we're going to dig deeper into it, kind of give you some background. It was October 14th, 2003. Uh, since that was so long ago. We'll just give you some context here of things that happened. So Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California. The governor. <laughs> Apple launched iTunes. Yeah, um, that's pretty. People listen to CDs like that year still. It's crazy. You like CDs? And even if you had iTunes, you were like, whoa, that dude has iTunes. That's that, sick. That was, that was next level. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson was booked on suspicion of multiple accounts of child molestation. Interesting note there. Uh, he was, <laughs> that's he was, the one you choose. I mean, that's <laughs> what, you know, if if you said, "Oh, that's when that happened," then yeah, now we're talking. He so, was later acquitted. Just just FYI. Just yeah. setting the times. And uh, J.K. Rowling, fifth Harry Potter book. Um, Very important. Yeah. Point in pop culture there. You know, it, it rang some bells for me. I don't know if that's an attribute to like what it might yeah. be wrong with myself, but that's what nah, that's what came. I think Michael Jackson rang more bells for me. Okay. Just gonna refrain. <laughs> uh, okay, so aside from that, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago is up three-two in the best of seven series. I believe. What was that? The one, the one right before the World Series yep. is at the Team NL- of Destiny. The, NLCS. Yeah. Team NLCS. of Destiny. Um, and Wrigley to set the scene. There's no fancy hotels. None of that. Yeah. Just you know, um, just some good divey bars. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's how it should I mean, be. Not that I don't, you know, I don't hair care what the Ricketts did, but yeah. yeah. You know, when you sell out and you put all these nice things yeah. by your stadium, things things happen. Um, so they're they're up 3-0 in the eighth inning. Mark Pryor's pitching. 
Um, What's his name? Luis Castillo, I think. Yep. He's up to bat. Um, he hits a foul ball over by Moises Alou, which if you guys remember, he's the guy that would pee on his hands, um, <laughs> I think, what, before every game? Yeah, that, that's what the only thing 10-year-old me knew about him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's so like that's something I took when I, you know, played baseball. No, that that's insane. I don't know why you would ever do that. Uh well, Cups, so man. actually Jimmy, if if you looked at the health benefits of it, it actually prevents um, calluses from, from on your hand. So as a professional, <laughs> uh, you know, he's just honing his craft. There's so. got to be better ways to prevent calluses on your hand. I don't, he's uh, Moises Alou is def- it's cost effective. Yeah, that also seems like a uh, kind of alternative medicine type of thing there. Yeah. yeah, he's probably rubbing like dog hair on his like <laughs> pimples or something. Okay, uh, so the, so this ball foul ball gets over by Moises Alou. Uh, Steve Bartman comes into play. He's a fan on the the left side in foul territory. He's like, "This is finally it. This is it. I'm finally going to catch I, a foul ball." And I so he was listening to the radio at the same time as he's watching the game, which honestly like is a true fan moment. But so he hears the foul ball, he looks up and I mean, I would honestly, I'd probably do the same thing. The guy gets up, goes to grab the ball, interferes with Moises Alou, doesn't ca- he, Moises doesn't catch the ball, ball drops. Low key though, if you showed up to a baseball game or if you do show up to a baseball game, the guy next to you is wearing headphones, like listening to the radio announcers. You're like, okay, Hardo, like I, I like baseball. You like it a lot more than I do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, I don't know. It takes a lot to do that. He had a lot of confidence going in there. I don't know about coming out, though. But low-key, the, the seed he had, game six of the Cubs to win for the first time in 100 years, that was probably like a $1,000 seat for him to sit there. Like he was, yeah. He's probably no slouch. Like or he's, He was like, this is going to be the greatest day of my life. It's going <laughs> to change my life when they finally go to the World Series. That, Little you know, did he know. Honestly, I mean... Let's let's look at the other side. Let's have some empathy for the guy. Maybe maybe he maybe he wasn't doing that well in his life. Maybe his job wasn't good. But he's hey he saved up over twenty years for these seats for this moment. Maybe he sold he sold his soul to the devil yep. for, for those tickets. Maybe yeah. he he divorced his wife. He had to sell everything. He's like, this is my last thousand dollars. I'm going to this Cubs game to watch them win. And this is what happens. Yeah. Well, what happens next is That's uh, karma, baby. <laughs> The Cubs give up eight runs that inning um, following this whole fiasco. Um, but you know what? You know what doesn't really get talked about as much was their shortstop, Alex Gonzalez, who at some point during the game, he actually botched a play, which could have led, should have led to a double play and ended the inning. Had that have happened, uh, the Cubs would be up 3-1 still. Yep. And they get smoked the next game. And it's all over. And all the magic doesn't happen for another, what is it, 13 years? Yes, good math. Yeah, 2016. Um, so Bartman, so yeah, that game ends. Cubs end up losing. Marlins go on to win the World Series, which maybe stings a bit more. Bummer. Exactly. Uh, but look, I mean, that that Marlins team was pretty cool, too. Like Josh Beckett, Don Trell Willis, Pudge Rodriguez. Um, Juan Pierre. I think Derek Miguel Lee. Cabrera was actually a rookie on that team, which is the team was pretty he's still stacked. playing right now. Yeah. But, I mean, it's even worse because the Cubs should have won that game. Yeah. Um, so what happens after this whole, this, this whole thing happens? And there were no replays at the time. So what, ha- so what Fox, uh, they were broadcasting at the time, they, they kept flashing to Bartman in between each pitch. So now everyone on TV, everyone that's watching TV sees this, and no one at the stadium really knows what he looks like. 
So the people who are watching TV are now texting their friends of the game to say, hey, this guy, this, look at him, that's Bartman. So after, I don't know, after like 20 minutes, you have everyone screaming, like chanting, I think, uh, asshole, asshole at this, <laughs> asshole. At this guy. I don't have one of those buttons on here. They're, they're throwing food at him. <laughs> Some guy dumped a beer on him. He had to get escorted out of the game that he dumped his life savings into. Uh, it, it was ugly. You could see on TV, everybody's on their Motorola Razor. Like, what? <laughs> who is this? Oh, the green turtle on that guy? <laughs> Poor man. Yeah. He's Cubs fans, man. Let me tell no, you. Well, and then the, the, the TV production studio did no favors because they just kept panning to him. Like, every time like every time the, the Marlins would get a hit, it was just like zero in on Bartman. And, you know, the cameraman almost has as much, deserves as much as... as, as uh, yeah. The fans chanting asshole for ruining this guy's life. I mean, it's 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 got to be gold for that guy, too. I mean, it's got to be hard not to just keep looking at Bartman. Like, look at this guy. He's still sitting there. Yeah. He's literally getting yelled at the whole game. Maybe he probably just put his headphones back on. Yeah. Now, Cubs fans were like 100% praying for like a Ken Bone situation where like this guy who just got famous, this like nerdy guy who's famous on TV, like turns out like if you just look him up on the internet, he... he Ken Bone, by by the way, if you don't, we don't know who Ken thank Bone you. is. Thank you. Um, he he was in like a debate, a presidential debate that is an undecided American, and he was just kind of like this fat dude in a red sweater that like <laughs> everybody fell in love with for a night, and then he took him one day on the internet for them to say like he like was on Reddit saying he loves prego porn and like he defrauded his insurance his car insurance company and it was like okay that was that was your day of fame like can you <laughs> turns out this guy's not that cool i mean but let's be honest that was this is back in 2003 so god no i mean steve barber might still be that kind of guy yeah the facts just weren't there oh yeah <laughs> um okay so bartman gets escorted out of the game Chicago is in chaos to the point where Bartman then issued a statement to the public to apologize for interfering with a foul ball, yeah. which is asinine. Yeah. There's, you know, me and Jim were sports fans, but I don't think I could, I'd ever threaten anyone's life over no. anything. No, he was, he was taking, he had, I think he had like six, six armed guards with him and his family, um, just because of this. And then... Thanks. Rod Bogoyevich offered him was like sanctuary or witness protection because of this. The irony in Rod Bogoyevich offering a, a witness protection to someone. <laughs> oh boy. He's like, I'm well versed in this stuff. Listen here. So my, actually my favorite thing that I saw in this, which I don't know how I didn't know this till today was Harry Carey's the bar bought the ball for $113,000 from like, you know, the ball hits the stands. Obviously, Bartman doesn't catch it. Some guy gets it and says, it literally says, and he got like an interview by Chicago Tribune says, I'm going to pay for my kid's college with this ball. And he pretty much did. <laughs> what did they do to the ball? <laughs> what did they do to the ball, Jim? Uh, so what they did was they freaking exploded it. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That no. sound effect said blast on it. <laughs> I, had my, I had high hopes for that one. Um, so they, there we go. So they literally like stuck TNT in this thing and blew it up. Um, Psychos. And then later on, Moises Alou was quoted saying, "You know what the funny thing is? I would, I wouldn't have caught it anyway." However, later he actually said he didn't remember saying that. So I think in the heat of the moment, you're kind of saying whatever you can to help out Stevie, but 
pretty sure the players are pissed at that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, so as far as I'm concerned, what they did with the remains of the exploded ball. Oh, no, this is before they exploded the ball. Yep. They soaked the ball and, like, took the, I don't know if they were looking for the dirt off of it and made pasta sauce out of it. <laughs> and then turned it into gabagool. a pasta. Yeah, some gabagool. I don't know. They boiled the ball and used, like, the steam to help cook the pasta, which makes zero sense pretty weird move honestly i this the, the story is just it gets weirder um so do you they, believe everything you read on the internet jeez that one seems so insane <laughs> that you're like either so, like you gotta be really messed up to be like yeah okay and then they're gonna boil it and then then they're gonna eat the pasta yeah it yeah. has to be real yeah. yeah um weird so basically the years go on they try and get bartman to do all these like cameos the cubs invite him back he Actually, was a really cool guy and said, like, no to everything. He's like, no, I just want this on, you know, the Cubs. Cool he, guy. I think he's just trying to save his life. That's, you know, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> um, but I, I think you, you pointed out the, the funniest thing, which about the, the, the Broadway thing, right? Oh, so, so, like, obviously, this is, like, sports lore, even outside of Chicago, right? Like, even people outside of Chicago know who Bartman is. So, over the years... And he's lived, he's done a good job of concealing his life, but all sorts of different like production, like movie productions, TV shows, like, where is he now? Like they, he, he got lots of offers and said no to all of them. And by the way, it, I, it said he still lives in the Chicago area. How are you not moving to like Aruba or something or like where like you can just living in a log cabin and he, he like, spent his life Utah savings or on something. that ticket, dude. He yeah. But over the years, he gets. He also has a sports agent, so this is all coming from his sports agent, which makes me think might he might have done a secret book deal yeah. that like come out after he dies or something. But I don't blame him. They offered him like a Broadway musical, so I think we're obligated to say who would we cast in the Steve Barton musical if it were on Broadway. I agree. I got some guys. You got some guys. Yeah. So who are you? Who's your lead? All right. So. Who I would Who's pick. Steve Bartman? For me, I want fat Jonah Hill. I want like forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall Jonah Hill. <laughs> like I want that one. Oh uh, shit. Yeah. He's just a super easy target. He's a he's a that's I mean, I need I say more. I I think I think you fat are Jonah Hill. one pathetic loser. <laughs> he's the also that asked me about my wiener guy from that one movie. So he fits he fits the picture. Yeah, I I mean I I had Jason Alexander from Seinfeld who <laughs> yeah. He's, just, he's got he's got glasses, he's you know, he's kinda like a lot of bad things happened to him, you know. It just it made it made a lot of sense to me. I kind of like yours more because I feel like if Costanza played him, he'd probably like argue back and be like, "What do you mean? Come on, yeah. it is your fault as much <laughs> that, as it is mine." That could be a Seinfeld episode <laughs> yeah, right there. A- <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do we got playing Moises Alou? We kind of agreed on this one. Two different people. Yeah, similar backgrounds. Yeah, eh, maybe. Not, eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had I had Ricky Martin. Why'd you pick Ricky? <laughs> Well, he apparently enjoys golden showers. Yep. Okay. And I had R. Kelly because he's the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stop there. Uh, So R. Kelly, um, Dusty Baker. Did oh, who do I have? Yeah, Uh, Dusty Baker. I I don't know if I had I. Oh, is it maybe just me that had him? Yeah, this is you. Uh, you had cast Dusty yeah. Baker. Okay, I, for, for but me, I had something to add on to your casting. Oh, okay. I had uh, so Eddie Murphy, but Eddie Murphy as the Nutty Professor for Dusty Baker. See, I was thinking the Eddie Murphy as Dusty Baker's toothpick, <laughs> and then actual Dusty Baker was the guy from Sandlot with the big dog. 
Okay. Because he's just kind of scary and big and brute. But how then, then you have Eddie Murphy as the toothpick, you know? Okay. So you, if it was a Broadway, you kind of got like the big guy from Sandlot, like yeah. saying a serious part, but then you got Eddie Murphy coming it's an in. Animated like, toothpick. I'm just a toothpick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, Basically, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's the best sidekick of all time from Shrek, yeah. you know? <laughs> Maybe we just maybe we just cast Mike Myers as Dusty Baker, and then yeah. <laughs> he the it's actually a, a Broadway musical that starts out about Bartman, but then follows the yeah. toothpick mostly. <laughs> um, okay, Sammy Sosa. I had uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> that works very R&D. well. Yep. Um, Mark Pryor. I think we both agreed that Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty just, plain and simple. Yeah. Just yeah. Not not much personality. Kind of you know white dude. You know. Yeah. Wins. You, you white. You black. You Ben Affleck. <laughs> Um, okay. We did agree we could just put Bill Murray in there as himself because he was probably there. Yeah, he'd probably, I don't know. He'd, he'd probably show up, right? Mm-hmm. And then who you got as Pudge? Rodriguez? Danny DeVito, of yeah. course. <laughs> I feel like you could almost have Danny DeVito play any of these guys, but Ivan Rodriguez, the catcher for the Marlins, is definitely the winner. Um, just because his name is Pudge, really. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, okay. Okay, so uh, to end this, we kind of wanted to extend an open invitation uh, as two Sox fans uh, yeah, to we, Steve. We know you're listening right now, Bartman. Stevie, uh, come on the pod. Discuss kind of where you've been, what's happened, if, if you're you know living in the sewers or where you're at. We just want to talk to you. There's a lot of pressure if you were to like go on ESPN, talk to Scott Van Pelt, whatever, it, whoever it may be, Bob Costas. Like, but you know, you could just come on Dink and Dunk. You do it with Sox fans podcast is only a month old maybe a couple hundred subscribers it's a lot less pressure yeah. situation if you ask me steve that's a win-win okay that's all we have today folks join us next time for some more questionable takes on chicago sports if any of this doinks your goalposts then please like and subscribe on spotify or apple Podcasts, and check us out on highbrow lowbrow what's up with the song <laughs>